Welcome to the No Rain, No Rainbows podcast. This is a show about pushing through obstacles and hard times in order to live a happy and fulfilled life. I'm your host, Ted Fayton, and it's a pleasure to have you joining us. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Let's grow. What's going on, guys? Ted Fayton, the host of the No Rain, No Rainbows podcast here. Just wanted to give you a heads up that this episode includes some explicit words in the delivery of the message. With that being said, I still think it's a message worth sharing. I hope you enjoy the episode. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the No Rain, No Rainbows podcast. As always, shout out to my executive producer, Andre Suttles with Suttles Solution Media for helping to make this podcast possible. We have a great episode in store for you guys. I'll tell you what, we almost didn't get this podcast recording because we were just chopping it up and having a good time talking. But I figured let's get the recording going. Let's get you guys in on this conversation because it's a great one. Allow me to introduce president and CEO at the Grindhouse Radio Inc. and Hound Cosmic Inc. Pro wrestler. We have actor, author, entrepreneur, comic hero, Brimstone. I feel like I need entrance music for my brother. <laughs> first, first off, first, and I got to say this, finally Brimstone has made it to the No Rain, No Rainbows podcast with my brother Ted Fayton all the way out there in the Carolinas when you used to be here on the island with me, brother. I don't know what happened, but you went so far away, but I'm proud of you. You've done very, very well for yourself mm-hmm. and you're, you're doing doing the right thing every single day, making sure that the people get the weather and meteorology is a thing, brother. Meteorology, you are a genius. <laughs> I wish I knew. It's kind of like I'm more the along the lines. Have you ever seen Mean Girls? Oh yeah, mean girls, and they have to. She has to do this, and it's a little rainy. You know yeah. what I mean? That's that's where I am. I'm that's actually that's rainy. actually how I come up with my forecast in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, there you go. But no, it's a pleasure to be here, and super excited to chop it up on air. I know we were talking, you know, prior, and we were talking about a lot of cool stuff. So you know, at least it was recording. So yeah. worst case scenario, you can always clip a couple of those things and pop them in somewhere. There exactly. you go. Or you could put them on Patreon, and then your Patreon people can actually see all that extra good stuff. Right? See, you're thinking, you're thinking, which is a reminder for folks to check out our Patreon page that you can get some extra content from Brimstone and other that we had on the podcast. And yeah, you were doing such a good job holding it down in the Northeast on Long Island. I figured we had to split up this this dynamic duo and yeah. bring my talents down to North Carolina. <laughs> But Brimstone, man, for anyone who hasn't had the pleasure of coming across your work, or maybe they have and they haven't realized it yet, I'd love you to introduce yourself really quick to the audience, whether they are listening on Spotify, iTunes podcast, or watching on YouTube. I'd love for them to get acquainted with you really quick, man. Sure. I mean, I'll give you this, just the quick rundown. I've been in entertainment for over 40 years. I started my career as a child actor on Sesame Street and Romper Room toward the world of music, then toward the world of pro wrestling. I'm an actor, author, comic book character, animated character, kids book character, voiceover. What do you call it? The artist. I, I, mean, have I a video game much everything. I've got you? a ton of different games that I'm involved in. <laughs> I do the voice work for a lot of different characters, but um, some of the new ones that are popping, I know the demos this summer that are coming out for serial killers. I'm doing one of the lead roles of Terror T, which is kind of like Tony the Tiger mm-hmm. in this universe. That I'm also doing. It's kind of like an old school Street Fighter vibe mm. with like all the 
what do you call it? Serial uh, mascots. Nice. So what do you call it? It's a really, really cool, cool vibe. So I'm doing Terror Teeth for that, uh, the video game as well as the animated series. And then I've got Rose and Locket, which is an incredible game. I'm doing the role of Wrath, which is one of the seven sins. So what do you call it? Uh, that one is is going to be a banger. I'm telling you, uh, they're both on Steam or going to be on Steam. And then hopefully some other things will be happening, but I'm NDA. Can't talk about that. Also on Oculus, if you want to play the game Finger Gun, I play the character Wyatt, which is pretty much the guy who tells you what's happening and, and what's going on in the demo. So um, what do you call it? There's just, just a lot of different things. But I also do the Grindhouse Radio on iHeart and over 30 other networks syndicated worldwide. So we do between three and a half to four million listeners weekly for pop culture talk. I also do, for the people that are a little more on the adult side, we do the Dirty Little Secrets Club with my girl, Dana Pereira. She's in San Diego. I'm on the island. So it's the beast from the east and the beauty from the uh, the west. What do you call her? Vice versa, whatever the hell you want to call it. No, she's <laughs> west coast. That's a great show as well. You can check that out on all the different outlets. And it's just a lot of fun. We do a lot of different things. And there's so much more, but you know, we have just so much time. And I don't mm-hmm. want to take it all up of me sitting and giving a resume. If you want to check out therealbrimstone.com, it's all there. Nice, nice. And we'll have another opportunity to share some links and, and stuff for folks later on. But, sure. you know, I've been meaning to talk to you, Brimstone. You really should do something with all this free time. Keep yourself busy somehow, you know? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing Cookie Kingdom. That's what I've been doing. Yeah. Playing Cookie Kingdom. <laughs> That's my my spare time. That's what I was doing while while, we're, while I was getting everything together for this. I'm sitting here going, all right, yeah, yeah, all right, kill those cookies, kill them. <laughs> but, um, no so free ads. How how do you get into all this? Because kind of like we were chopping it up and being in the industry, we know it's a cutthroat industry in, in entertainment and media. Some people kind of blow up and then they fizzle out. Some people kind of get into it, realize it's not for them, get out. And, you know, you've been able to enjoy four decades, more than four decades of experience in this industry, which makes you A, a veteran, B, one of the OGs, and C, someone who's kind of likely have made it through multiple ups and downs, most recent, most likely being the pandemic that we're still working our way out of. Man, what's it been like kind of getting started and finding your footing? Well, first and foremost, I, like you said, ups and downs, there are peaks and valleys in every business and uh, entertainment. Unfortunately, there are a lot of peaks and valleys. So you've got to prepare yourself for those valleys. You know, simply simply put, you know, just because you're at the top of the world one day doesn't mean you're going to be at the top of the world the next day. So I've spent a lot of time building myself up, not only is the entertainer, but on the entrepreneurial side as well. But everything pretty much surrounds my brand, the Brimstone brand, or the brands that I own, either the Hound Comics brands or the Grindhouse Radio brands. Everything is all kind of wrapped together, you know, because again, you know, you might have a role, even though I'm, I get to be Brimstone all the time, which is amazing. You know, maybe I don't get a new role on television or in a film for X amount of time. Maybe there's a lull like the last two years, you know, with COVID mm-hmm. and, you know, People that sponsor the Grindhouse Radio are not necessarily spending as much money during that time. So, you know what I mean? Now, what do you do? You've got to make sure that you're all kind of set up and prepared for those valleys. I mean, those valleys can go long until they become into big sand dunes, (laughs) you know, whatever. (laughs) But um, I've been lucky enough and blessed enough, but not, and I don't want to say lucky and blessed, even though it is because I worked for it. You know what I mean? I busted Mm -hmm. my hump to earn the opportunity not 
to uh, to sink. You know what I mean? In yeah. the quicksand. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, you know, it, it's very important for people to that are getting into entertainment to make sure to you know if you're if you're in school and you're first starting to get in, stay in school. You know what I mean? Finish school while you're doing the stuff. You know what I mean? Maybe your main focus is your your side hustle. You know, while you're doing school, but school should be your main hustle until you get out of it because they, you oh you should always have something to one fall back on just in case. But two, not even necessarily fall back on study things going to help you along in your journey in entertainment or in entrepreneurism. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. again, entertainers are entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs should be entertaining. Yeah. It is a very, very important concept that I try to put out there. And, you know, the two go hand in hand. Now back, I know you asked how did I get into the industry? Is that what the original question was? Mm-hmm. The original question to answer that, I became a child actor. My mother had brought me into Manhattan when I was young. My parents had, divor- had divorced. And I guess my mother, you know, decided, you know, well, my kid's cute because I was at that time, not anymore. I'm a monster now. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Hey, look, some ladies like me and my wife definitely loves me. That 20 years, I'm not doing too bad. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, she she brought me into Manhattan and. She got me agents. I had no idea how many agents I had when I was a kid until not too long ago. My mother passed away a few years ago. And while we were cleaning out the house to sell, I found a whole bunch of the old, all the old paperwork for like different agencies and different agents. And what do you call it? My, you know, I've been SAG-AFTRA for 40 years, but didn't know it. Oh, wow. What do you call it? So I, so I was eligible before I knew I was even eligible. I just never decided to do it. But that being said, she got me out to Sesame Street and into Romper Room. And what do you call it? You know, I did a whole bunch of different auditions as a child actor for, you know, different Rice Krispies, A1 steak sauce and stuff like that. Those are the ones I kind of remember. And that was that. You know what I mean? Then, you know, my my parents, what do you call it? At the time, obviously didn't get along because they had been divorced or freshly divorced. And, you know, there was like, well, I want him on my days and my weekends. And so my mom couldn't bring me in to certain auditions or whatever. And so that kind of went to the wayside at the beginning. But then, you know, as I was getting older, I always still loved entertaining. I would always be the kid that would, you know, want to put on shows or what do you call it? Sit there and and play with my GI Joes. And then you remember like, what do you call it? I forgot what the hell we used, but it was like, I'm mean, back in the day, it was like a camera. It was like a toy. You could take still shots of things and yeah. pull it, and then you can play it back and make a, like a little slideshow. Yeah. Like a little slideshow kind of a thing. And it, you'd make them move. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I would sit there and do that. And, you know, I'd always be interested in, and I'd voice the characters and the whole nine yards. And I was really into comic books and, Comic books led me to drawing, and I was really, really big into art. I wanted to be a comic book artist. That was my thing. And my favorite, you know, comics were like G.I. Joe and what do you mm-hmm. call it? You know, X-Men and Spider-Man and then Batman, even though Batman's a sucky comic book character. No offense to the people who love Batman. He's just boring <laughs> these <laughs> days. And I don't support the Robert Pattinson Batman. That's it. End of story. He but said that, it. <laughs> <laughs> I said it. That's it. Anyway, so, you know, what's crazy is that all the stuff that I did when I was a kid, you know, then I went, you know, going to school, 
you know, I wound up taking on percussion and then I wound up becoming a drummer, you know what I mean? And, and I idolized certain people that had been, you know, in that industry, in the rock industry, I grew up in Uniondale. You're from Long Island. You know, I was one of the only white kids. I grew up hip hop. You know what I mean? My boys are Dinko D, C Brown from Leaders of the New School. And yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, and a whole plethora of, of other people that, you know, I'm not name dropping, you know, but the, the fact is, is that all this stuff came full circle because years later, what do you call it? You know, I wound up going back into acting and I did, you know, I've done television, I've done film, I've done stuff there. What do you call it in, in terms of, of art? No, I don't draw anymore, even though I love to, but you know, I own a comic book company, Hound Comics Inc. And I'm the celebrity spokesperson for the Stan Lee Foundation. Stan was a good friend of mine. And who was the guy, you know, whose books for the most part I was reading were Stan's books. Yeah. You know, I point Stan Lee out in all the Marvel movies to my wife. There you go. (laughs) One of the sweetest, sweetest human beings I ever had the opportunity to be friends with, you know, and, and again, you know, like what was one of my, my first toys was Star Wars. I was friends with a good portion of the cast. Now, a good portion of the cast that I, I knew are gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Peter Mayhew was one of my good friends, Chewbacca from Star Wars. You know, And later on for Hound, I published his books. You know what I mean? So it's like everything is from, from the beginning is coming back and it's intertwined. All the musicians that I was looking up to when I was younger are now friends of mine. You know what I mean? It is, you know, to my career, you know, I started when I was little, but it's come full circle and it's really tremendous, you know, to be able to say that a lot of people, when they get in to something like entertainment, if something doesn't happen right away, especially now the kids today, I hate to sound like my grandparents, but the kids today want immediate gratification right now, right now, right now. If it doesn't happen right away, all of a sudden they throw up their hands and they go, I don't want, ah, this is not working. You know, it's not working. Well, guess what? It's because you have to work for it. You know what I yeah. mean? You have to work for it. And the people that are overnight successes have not been, you know, have been, you, you haven't seen the last 10, 20, 30 years that they've been busting their hump to get there. And the people <laughs> that happen to make it on social media where they, you know, hit something that goes viral. Well, guess what? They're only going to stay viral for so long because after that, there's nothing left. And I'm not knocking TikTokers or people like that. The fact of the matter is, is that, you know, there is a game to be played in the entertainment industry. And when you've been in it for a long time, you learn how that game is played. Yeah. And I'm sure you can attest to that. Well, it's, it's kind of like you mentioned before, where you the, everything's surrounded around your brand and the brand is almost who you are. And what I found in my experience in this industry is the more I build myself and grow myself on my capacity and who I am, Mm -hmm. the more opportunities I have within the industry. Oh yeah. You mentioned, Hey, chasing what I wrote down, follow passion. Right. And I I want the listeners Mm -hmm. and the people watching to kind of really pay attention to that because when you say how it came around full circle, a lot of times, and, and a friend of mine has said this before, and I've said it on the podcast, we grow up, wanting to be astronauts or wanting to be Mm -hmm. these amazing things. And then somewhere along the line, we, what do we do? We come up with a quote unquote, realistic goal. (laughs) (laughs) And every goal is realistic. I don't care what it is. If you want to be an astronaut, you can be an astronaut. You just got to work your rear end off for it. That's here's the crazy thing about that brimstone. If you would have asked me at 17 and I'm not trying to sound like I'm a know-it-all or conceited or anything. But if you would have asked me at 17, if I could be an astronaut, I would have said probably not. 
literally a conversation I was having with a friend the other day about how, how I love space. And I study meteorology. I wake up every morning and when things are, when they're doing a spacewalk and they're doing a launch, my newsroom asks me, Hey, what are the weather conditions for the launch and everything? And when someone asked me if I would have ever been an astronaut, I said, you know what? Had I had the confidence in myself that I do now at a younger age, I probably would have pursued it. And I probably would have been able to be an astronaut. And I say that because now I do believe, like you mentioned, all goals are, are realistic goals. It's all about what you put your mind to and, and how you set yourself up for the success in that industry. So when you mm-hmm. see an astronaut, it's not that they're any different than you. It's just no. they made the decision to go after it. And I yes. believe you can do that too. What's going on, guys? Ted Faton here, host of the No Rain, No Rainbows podcast. First, if you're hearing this, thank you for your continued support of the No Rain, No Rainbows podcast. It truly means the world to me. I also want to thank you for taking this whole journey with me for nearly 200 episodes every Wednesday, discussing ways that we can overcome the obstacles and adversity in our lives and find a way to reach our rainbows. Speaking of rainbows, if you follow my brand, if you know anything about me, you also know that I have a brand called The Modern Man. Now, this is a brand that I feel could be so much bigger if I can focus my resources and energy all into that. So with that being said, look for a change to come to the No Rain, No Rainbows podcast. We're not going anywhere. We're just changing things up a little bit. The content that we will start producing will be more focused towards this goal of the modern man and the mission of connecting men in pursuit of their potential. The goal here is to help solve male isolation and reduce the staggering numbers of male suicide in our country. I hope that with discussions on ways we can overcome adversity, share confidently with vulnerability, and also focus on integrity and growth, that we can show up as the best men in our lives. And I hope to facilitate that conversation here on this podcast moving forward. I would love your support and please look for a change coming in the next few months for us to talk more about ways that we can empower men to show up as their best selves in their everyday lives. I appreciate you supporting me through this No Rain, No Rainbows journey. It's time to chase those rainbows. What advice would you give somebody who might be looking into the entertainment industry or really kind of probably would be true to any other industry, but let's talk about the entertainment industry. They're looking to get started. They want to put their foot in the door. They're not necessarily sure how to really go about it. Well, I mean, there's so many different ways to do it. I mean, that's really an open-ended question. Mm -hmm. The, The cool thing about now that's different from when I broke in and I did the things I did and the kids don't realize how good they have it mm-hmm. is that you guys have the luxury of a thing called Google and Bing and Yahoo, where all you got to do is just put something in and you can find the information right there. We didn't have that back when we had to read books, magazines, go to the library and use the microfiche to find out, you know, what the hell, you, you know, and where and how, and we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have, you know, so we didn't have, the luxury of what you guys have now. Those little pencils. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The library. You have to write it on the ID card and they go find oh. the number. <laughs> oh my God. Craziness, man. And so, you know, what I would say is, you know, learn the trade. Make sure you take the time and spend the time learning whatever trade you're looking to get into. I have done so many different things in so many different, you know, lanes. All right. Pretty much 
you know, when they, when they say stay in your lane, well, I have a lot of lanes that I can, I can drive in, you know what I mean? But every time I'm jumping into a different lane, I'm learning the rules of that road. I want to learn everything there is to know about it. So, you know, here, when I decided I wanted to do the foodie stuff. Okay. So the reason why I did the foodie stuff is because I was going back out on tour and I wanted to do something. I wanted to see the places that I was going to be, you know what I mean? I, rather than touring scene inside of trains, planes, and automobiles and, you know, hotel rooms and, and arenas or, you know, whatever it was, I wanted to see the cities. So I started doing these food hound tidbits is what it was called. And what do you call it? And with that, you know, after doing seasons of these foodie series of this foodie series, I decided, you know what, what's the next natural progression? I want to do sauces and seasonings. So I linked up with K. John's Fiery Foods, which was, he's the granddaddy of of hot sauce. Mm -hmm. And I learned everything there was to know about building that business and being in the hot sauce industry. And I traveled with K. John's and I toured outside of my regular schedule. I figured out where and when I could go with them. And I made appearances and I met people at the, who had no idea who I was, you know what I mean? But what do you call it? You know, and some who did obviously, but you know, I would go there and I didn't care. I just wanted to learn and I would be there, you know, there B I T C H, you know what I'm saying? And <laughs> you tell me what I need to do so I can learn. You know, I did that as myself and my buddy Bumblefoot, who was with Guns N' Roses, he was, and you know, the two of us wanted yeah. to do our own sauces and seasonings. And, you know, we made that happen. And, and the two of us learned a lot. We learned the industry. Then, you-, you know, what? Go ahead. I was going to say, how important is it? Because this is, you mentioned going on tour and then taking time out of that to go learn, be there. What do you need? What do you need? What can I learn? How important is it humbling yourself in that? Because it's so easy for someone who gets success in one realm or they're driving fast in one lane to switch lanes thinking, oh, I know the rules of the roadway and they don't humble themselves, man. First of all, you always got to stay humble. There's always, listen, in order to be in this industry (laughs) in in general, in entertainment or entrepreneurism, you have to have an ego. There's a difference though, between an ego that is, what do you call it? A bad ego. And then there's a, a positive ego, the positive ego in terms of, I know who I am. I know where I've been. I know what I've accomplished. And just because I'm, and when I'm talking to you, I'm not trying to put myself over in wrestling speak. You know, I'm not trying to put myself over, you know, and get you like excited, you know, or think that I know everything there is. I'm just saying it out of experience. We go, then there's the ego. It's like, I'm too good for this. You know, I don't, I'm too good for this. What is that one? The, 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 I don't have time for this. I don't have time for you. What is that? Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I don't have time for you. No, there's a lot of people that'll like that. And that that's not going to get you anywhere. Cause guess what? Like we mentioned earlier, there are peaks and there are valleys. And at one point, somewhere soon down the line, especially if you act like that, you're going to wind up falling off that cliff and you're never going to be able to climb your way up because all the heads that you stepped on on the way up are this is going to be attached to the same rear end you're going to be kissing on the way back down. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, like at the end of the day, you've got to stay humble because, you know, the people that love you and respect you or want to you know, get information from you or even like at a Comic-Con that want to meet you. These people are the ones that put you there. You know what I mean? So you need to be humbled and respectful of their time, just like they've taken the time to come out and ask you a question or to come and see you or speak to you or 
Now, there are limits, of course. You know what I mean? If I'm mm-hmm. eating with my family, please wait until after the meal to come over. We don't want to get talking on all that because that, that's a two-hour conversation. But what do you call it? You know, wait until after, you know, make sure that the time is appropriate. And I have no problem sitting and speaking to somebody, shaking hands, taking pictures, kissing babies. That's that's perfectly fine. There's a time and a place, you know. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, you stay humble. Learn. Because if you don't learn, you cannot grow. I will be learning until the day I die. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can't stop learning. You can't possibly know everything. It's impossible. It's impossible. And the little seeds that you get from learning from this one here or that one over there are the seeds that you're planting to grow more trees that you're going to be walking through. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And building the next business with or the next, you know, opportunity with. You know what I'm saying? You're building the trees, you're cutting them down, using that wood to build. So for me, like I said, it's very important for people if they're looking to get into the industry, whether it's entertainment, entrepreneurs, whatever it is, you really need to learn your trades. If you're getting into acting, all right, go to classes for it. Go to school, find out who the best acting instructors are and go and take lessons, especially if you don't know what the hell you're doing. (laughs) Start building out your brand, go out there and set up all the social media. You post, you speak to people, you don't act foolishly. And guess what? your people will find you. You know what I mean? Whether it's five people or five million people, it doesn't make a difference. Your people will find you. There are a lot of people out there that are going to hate on you. Guess what? The only reason why they hate on you is because they're jealous that they can't do the things you do. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) It is what it is. Nobody ever has a reason to bad mouth you unless they're jealous of you. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, there's, there's so many different aspects. And again, people have to learn on their own. They have to go through it on their own. But, you know, over, over, oh my God, how 40 years, 40 plus years, I've developed thick skin. I've been screwed a million times. I've been rewarded a million times. I've done so many different things. You know, again, you have to go through the motions, you know, and you have to show respect to one, the people that came before you in any industry Two, learn your trade three be a student of that trade. And if you're looking to get into anything else, if you're looking to, you know, you become a brand and you put out a product, learn about that product. Don't just be a face of the product. There are people, a lot of celebs that'll just, oh yeah, I want to, I'm going to do this. And yeah, yeah, you go put it out and put my name on it. You know, no, when I do it, I have my coffee line. I was right there learning about coffee. I want to learn. I want to put the best product out because guess what? My name's going on the freaking package. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I want to make sure that it's going to be the best possible product that goes out there because you need to be, you know, 200%. Most people play at 75%. I play at 200. Mm, I like that. What do you think it was that allowed you to have as many opportunities as you've had and continue to exercise these different avenues. Because a lot of people, I mean, first starting out, we always talk about, okay, hey, there's that one thing, right? That one thing. Like if you look at Steve Harvey, Kevin Hart and and all that, like Kevin Hart, you could say he does a lot, but his one thing is comedy, right? And that's what got him to where he is. Same thing with Steve Harvey. His one thing, believe it or not, is radio. Right. Steve Harvey's wholeheartedly a radio personality, but does everything else around it. What do you think it was that allowed you to evolve in the many different avenues around with your brand that wrestling wrestling? Yeah. Pro wrestling. I wrestled for over 20 years and wrestling. That's the reason why I have the brimstone name. 
I own my name. I'm trademarked. Uh, you know, like so uh, the Brimstone name and the Brimstone character. That's what the comic books were done. You know, uh, based on not 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 wrestling, but what do you call the character itself? You know, if I had not gone into professional wrestling, nothing else. Things would happen, but it would have been different. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? The way my brand works is that everything I do, it's the next natural progression. What's the next natural progression? What goes along with it? And, and you know, kind of see what I can do thereafter. Like in wrestling, you know, when I was there, you know, so many years, I built up my name. I built up my brand. I built up my business. You know, I was the one that when we were doing, you know, events where everybody else would just have eight by tens, I would also have you know, trading cards, what do you call it? And, you know, t-shirts and, you know, different little things that, you know, others didn't have buttons, you know, so this way people would be able to come over and buy more or, you know, get more invested in the brand, Mm -hmm. you know, so that taught me a lot of different things. You know, the music stuff again, also taught me a lot of things, how to book, how to negotiate, how to, you know what I mean? There were a lot of different things that, you know, I learned in each area, each segment of my career, but the pro wrestling really put my name out there. And that's why I'm still Brimstone now, because, you know, I'm not going to give up my brand. Uh, I am Brimstone after this amount of time. I mean, everybody calls me Brim, you know, that's, it's just the way it is. And, you know, with that, again, wrestling, what's the next step after wrestling what's what do what do you do what's the next thing so you know i was thinking to myself well pro wrestlers are what they're larger than life characters they're superheroes right let's make this and flip it into a comic book series which is why i put together brimstone of the border hounds then i wound up was doing very successful with that i had to put a label i did hound comics and a couple of friends of mine were like i really like what you're doing one of them being peter mayhew and his wife angie who are very very dear friends of mine then some friends from disney some friends from nickelodeon people and artists and can you do this and he, so i said well i guess it's time to incorporate you know what i'm saying so i incorporated <laughs> yeah. that and then the kids books i did the kids books because i wanted the parents and the kids to be able to vibe with each other on the same characters and that moved on the sauces and seasonings came from the food the food uh, stuff because I was touring back out at the Comic-Cons. You know what I mean? And doing mm-hmm. signings with the Comic-Cons. So then I started the food stuff. And then I did the sauces. Well, guess what? So now all the sauces and seasonings are inside the comic book. You know what yeah. I mean? So you can actually read in the book, the Brimstone and his crew, Border Hounds, hang out You know, in the wastelands of, of hell, what do you call it, where uh, they hang out in this one bar called Heaven, complete with stairway. Get it? Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> And you can see them eating, you know, sweet heat treat wings and, you know, grindhouse burgers. Notice grindhouse. Mm-hmm. So grindhouse, blah, blah, blah. So now not only do they, if you're a fan of the comic, you could get the sauce and seasonings in real life. But if you are fans of the sauce and seasonings, now you know that they're part of a comic as well. It's all intertwined. It's mm. how I like to do it. And, you know, and again, you know, then the coffee, then the this, the, the candy, I have like everything from grub munchies or whatever. It's all in the comic too. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was able to take it and branch it up, but none of this would have happened or would have happened the way it had happened had I not done pro wrestling. Nice. So that that's where I will consider, you know, my pinnacle of that. Nowadays, it's Grindhouse Radio. I mean, I've been doing Grindhouse for the last seven years. Uh, we're, like I said, we do three and a half, four million listeners weekly worldwide. This is the pinnacle now as to where Brimstone got me here. You know what I mean? And Brimstone yeah. still, you know, I am me. So my personality technically is what got me here. But what do you call it? The being a personality on air, you know, that really solidified things. And, 
you know, I, I love what I do and I love the fact that I can do everything that I've ever wanted to do. And I want to continue to do that. And I want to grow and, and continue to, to build. I mean, you know, look, I have goals and dreams just like everybody else. So, yeah. You know. And you are crushing it, man, and, and continuing to do so, keep growing and and keep accomplishing more and more along the way. Bro, yeah. I wish we had more time because I feel like we're just scratching the surface. But last question as we're coming up on the last few minutes here in the podcast is, you know, what are those rainbows you're chasing right now? And what what obstacle have you overcome that gives you confidence to to take on any storms that should approach in your path? Well, you know, the things that that might my goals now. You know, I'm, I'm trying to rebuild and get involved with a couple of different agencies because I'd like to increase my, my voice over work. And I would like to do a lot more, I, even though I do a lot of good stuff, I want to do Disney. I want to do Nickelodeon. I want to do, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Some bigger, bigger player stuff because one, I know I can. And two, I would love to be able to do that and, and have my kids be able to enjoy the stuff I do there. So that's, that's one of my big goals just to get picked up by a good agency and, and a solid agency and, you know, be pitched and have the opportunities to go out and continue to build. I also, I have a series that I'm working on with my son called food hound home edition, and it's what he call it. It's a, a foodie series, celebrity driven, a lot of really cool stuff. I don't want to talk too much about it. because We don't have time, but that's another thing that I hope is going to wind up taking a big swing up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where I'm really, really excited about that. And in terms of the you know obstacles that have come in my way, it's never something. Well, it's it's come it's because of of me. It's always somebody. It's not something. It's someone. There's always someone that will stand in your way because they want what you have, and you know they'll go to no bounds in order to get that. So mm-hmm. you've got to be very very careful. I've always been open hearted, and I'm a very I'm that person that likes to help people. And unfortunately, I've helped some of the wrong people along the way who then tried to take advantage of my kindness and do things that they weren't, you know, they shouldn't be doing to me. So that being said, you know, like, like I mentioned earlier, you know, like nobody has anything, they shouldn't have anything bad to say about you. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. and, and I'm a man of my word. I don't do bad things to other people. So the, the obstacle for me is dealing with a mistake I made by bringing in somebody I shouldn't have brought in or involving getting myself involved with people that I shouldn't have gotten myself involved with, you know, for one reason or another, who've crapped on my parade. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And those are my biggest failures. However, those failures have helped me to succeed more because every time somebody does something stupid to me, I take two steps back and then I take 15 to 20 steps forward because I'm like, yeah, well, okay, this isn't going to happen. And I yeah. move forward. So you got to, you know, it's not how many times you fall. It's how many times you pick yourself up, wipe yourself off and continue to move forward. You know, and again, people, it's a dog eat dog world and we're all wearing milk bone underwear. So you got (laughs) to make sure that, you know, you keep your circle small and with the people that you trust and they should always be vetted. You shouldn't just pull somebody into your circle that you're not, you know, that you haven't truly vetted. Mm -hmm. And I'm just too good, too kind hearted. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with that kind-heartedness, uh, Brimstone, I'd love for some of our followers, our watchers, listeners to reach out, get in contact with you, learn more, follow some of the work you're doing, grab uh, some of that sauce that you're, you're selling or, sure. or even any of the many projects that you've been a part of. So what's the best way to get in contact with you and follow you? Sure. Well, first and foremost, make sure you hit up my official website, therealbrimstone.com. 
Everything is there. You can find all the social media up top. Everything about me, all the sauce and seed, everything's on there. Uh, the mm-hmm. toys that are coming out, you name it, and you've got it. That being said, I am very, very active on Instagram. So if you go to at the real brimstone, it's verified. You'll know it's me. You know, I'd love to hear from you. It's always me responding. It's not my wife. It's not my my assistant. It's not my agent. It's me. It's it's always me. And even if I'm busy and I, I you know, and I just send you back a thumbs up or a wave or whatever it is, I will always answer. I will always respond. The only reason why I wouldn't respond is if I didn't see it. So um, please feel free to, to hit me up. I love engaging with people, you know, so again, at the real brimstone there. And if you're on Twitter at entrance to hell, I don't use that as much and as often. So my account has kind of fizzled. <laughs> I, I remember when I had a lot of followers back in the there, day. But, yeah. <laughs> Well, no, I had I had 130,000 followers on Twitter and every single post I was doing well on. But then they did a purge. Algorithm and when they did changed. the purge, they, the algorithm changed and they deleted a whole bunch of accounts that were not just dead accounts or ghost accounts. Like, I don't care about ghost followers, but they wound up getting rid of a lot of accounts that people just didn't use or they weren't posting. They would just go on to like stuff or look mm. at stuff. But since they weren't posting and they weren't using it, they got cut off at the knees. So that, that happened a few years back and it was crazy because it was up here, then it went down, then it went up, then it went down, then it went up, then it went down. It was just the weirdest thing. And it is what it is. And Twitter though, is the only one that still hasn't verified me. So here, there friends, go. there you go. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we'll have all your links in there, except Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'll put it in there. I need to beef it up. We'll have it in there. We'll have it in there. <laughs> Brimstone, this has been absolutely amazing. And I love the work you're doing. I'm wishing you nothing, but tons and tons of more success in your future. And I'm going to have those links in the show notes for, so people can follow up with you at and connect. But if you don't mind, I'm going to recap some of the gems you left along the way, because I know a lot sure. of people listening to the podcast, they're either driving, maybe rollerblading, riding the bike, get working out or cleaning the house a lot more productive than I've been these past 30 minutes. So we will give you guys that, that credit, but peaks and valleys, man, it, it, not just about life, not just about industries that you might be working in, but really about every single day. It's, it's going to be a, a life of peaks and valleys, and it's all about preparing for the valleys. Entertainers are entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs are entertainers. I believe that to be true. We are all creators of something. We're creators of our personal brand. If you think you're not a salesperson, you're selling yourself each and every single day with all the relationships that you're in. Follow your passion. A lot of times the dots don't connect, but they do in hindsight. So you have to remember what your passion is. Lean into those things that you enjoy and you'd be surprised at the careers and the opportunities that come about from in that in the future. It doesn't happen right away. Don't live that microwave lifestyle where you open the microwave before it hits zero. You don't want to hear the beeping. We are so used to instant gratification that we don't wait for the process to bear the fruits at the end. Stay humble and don't stop learning. Be a student of this life. Be a student of this world. Your people will find you once you continue to lean into your passion. Go 200%. I like that. And then the next natural progression, build off of your brand and off of your passions and who you are. Build off of your base into that brand that will open up so many more opportunities in the world. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Once again, thank you to Brimstone for sharing his expertise and his 40 plus years in the industry with us. And of course, 
If you know a friend or someone who would get benefits from this, please make sure you share it with them. We would love the compliment and leave us a rating. Let us know how we're doing. It's the only way we can get better is with the feedback that you give us. And if you do enjoy the podcast and you'd like to support on a monetary level, be sure to check out our Patreon page where you could hear extra content from Brimstone and other guests that we've had on the show. Guys, we appreciate you making it to the end. Thank you. And as always, as we say at the end of the episode, everybody wants the sunshine, but they don't want the rain, but you can't get the pleasure without first the pain. Let's grow.